is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. We'll be focusing today on the topic of how to manage people. So Nayeli, tell us a little bit about your experience in, in management and share some best practices, a few best practices that our audience could take away. You know, it's so interesting. I remember the first time I became a manager and I almost wish I could go back and write like a, an I'm sorry letter to this person because um, he was he's really smart, really great. But you know, when you're cutting your teeth, um, you just assume everybody knows what you know. And that they can perform like you perform. And you have to remember that if you were elevated to lead a team, it's because you stood out and you had this capability. And so, you know, our first um, instinct is like, I'm going to show like how fast we could run and make a, a powerful team. But sometimes you fail to leverage the the talents and the gifts of your team members because you, you can't switch from doer to leader. And that was my first struggle as a manager was – changing from doer to leader. And if you think about like how you do that is you have to almost understand like your whole team and say, this is their gifts. These are their talent sets. This is what they're good at. Um, and build that up and complement your, your, your skill set with their skill sets. Cause you were, you were teammates before, or maybe if you came in from the outside, like learn what you have and learn how to maximize their skill sets. Excellent. Now you brought up some some great points there on really elevating. You mentioned about elevating uh, the team and bringing out the best in in the team member as well. Uh, so, what would you think would be the, uh, the the next or the conversation consists of of really elevating that that individual? How do you take good to great? Trust. You have to believe that everyone there is capable. And think about like think about when you've worked with someone. And you're like, can I have this? And they're like, no, you can't have that. Or can I do this? Or can I do that? And you have all these obstacles. And it's because there's a lack of trust. And when we don't trust, we hold and we we guard things so that we don't share it because that gives us our importance is knowing that information. Um, but it diminishes your employees, right? Because if we don't trust them, we don't, we don't give them control and you become a micromanager. Right. And that to me is the hardest environment to work in if someone is like watching you, you know, cause I've been in both, right. I've led teams and when I'm leading them, I also have someone over my shoulder watching me. And I think the times that you are micromanaged, you feel just like you, you, you're, ba you're being babysat. Like you're, there's no trust. And so to me, trust is both with your team, making sure they have the right capabilities and helping them highlight and bringing them out and celebrating them. But also having the trust of your management team that you know what you're doing so that you are enabled to be a good leader. So how do you, how do you, let's expand on that trust. How, how do you build that trust with say your rep, direct report and with your team? You listen to inputs. Um, you know, we were talking about my fortune cookie where it said to, you know, to be around people who think like you is comfort, but to be around people that think differently is growth. And so you can't build a team of yes people. You have to build a team of people that are going to tell you the truth or push you or challenge you so that you can in turn grow and be open to ideas. And, you know, 
one of the things, and, and Mario, you and I grew up in this in this world when we first started, it was like, well, that's the way we've always done it, right? Or people who say like, oh, well, we tried that already and we failed. And so you have to sit there and be like, okay, so if we fail, we have two choices. We can continue the course and see if we get a different result, push harder, keep doing the same thing, or you have to try something different. But sometimes as a manager, either we can't see straight anymore or we're so close to it, you almost need to take a step back and, and open it up to the team. How have you done it with your teams? Well, I mean, everything is changing so much, especially with this pandemic that hopefully we could say soon enough that we're out of. Uh, so there's there's a lot of awareness that, that that's come of that. Uh, and there's a new generation as well that, that, that comes after us. So to your point is really getting their insight. How is it that they operate? How is it that they, they, they receive information, right? Because every, every um, community, every population receives their information differently and, and they interact with it differently. So input is, is important. And I think that if we were to summarize what we're trying to accomplish here is really that emotional intelligence, that relational intelligence, yeah. really helping shift your perspective, right? Because what once was is not what is now because of the, the constant change. And then leading with your heart, you know, you got to do what's right, right? We got to extend grace to, to everyone because we're not perfect. But in that, we're able to grow. Uh, so aligning aligning the goals, right? So the hiring right is, is one of the biggest things in leading leading the, the, the right team. Now, obviously, you and I have probably walked in, into different positions of leadership where there's already a team, right? So uh, there, there's the opportunity to shift perspective, right? Now, is it going to happen all the time? No, because their individuals are going to be in different stages of their life, right? They may be more towards, hey, I, I'm done with my career, and those that are hungry and those that, that are, are continuing to look for career growth. So you got to meet people where they're at. That, that's where that emotional and relational intelligence is at. Uh, so it's really aligning yourself with, with like-minded individuals, right, that have different skill sets from you and leveraging them and highlight them. Because the other thing, too, is uh, how to manage people. You don't want to manage them. You want to grow them. Right. Right. I think the biggest the biggest uh, opportunity that that many managers, in my experience, uh, that I've had was uh, I've count very very few were able to elevate me in my career. Others wanted to keep you there because it was about numbers. It was about them, right? And so we go back to that whole thing. If you really help people get what they want, you in return are going to get an abundance of what you need, right? You know, I think about one. Uh, so I had this uh, manager one time, and he told me he's like. You want to do a good job, not a great job. Because if you do a great job, you're going to get stuck. And I was I was like, that was such an old school mentality of like, you don't want to excel too much because then you become necessary for that role. Yeah. And you bring a good point. I mean, excellence has got to be, you know, top of mind, right? You got to do a job. Yeah, great. You know, great, a great job. Uh, in that, obviously, as you continue to elevate uh, and your career growth grows, you're going to have to have the power or understand the power of saying yes and no to things, right? Because you're going to be celebrated. You're going to be sought out. Uh, but then you have to know your capacity because what happens on the back end, if you say yes to everything, you're, you're risking your reputation. That's right? reputational risk. So it's, again, I guess that old saying of under-promising and over-delivering. So knowing where you're at. And if someone... Uh, you can empower. It's like maybe you can't do it, but you know someone on your team, this is a great opportunity to highlight them and expose uh, a platform to highlight their talents, then so be it. So uh, you also have to 
continuously do an inventory of the talent that you're currently managing and being connected to what are their career aspirations. Right. That's that's the biggest thing, right? What are what are they what do they want? And providing the platforms to do that and helping them connect the dots. That's another challenge as a manager is that many companies out there have underutilized resources because they, the, the employee doesn't know or the team member doesn't know how to leverage it, right? right? To provide what the company stands for and then an opportunity for their career growth as well. Has your cafecito run out? Go grab another cup. We'll wait for you right here. Please check us out at corpcafecito.com and drop us a message. You know, I think a lot of times we are so stuck in not in the mindset of I have to hit this number or I have to build this thing or, you know, this GUI or this platform or whatever that we fail to sync up with our team to find out like what drives them and what do they want. And a lot of times in doing so, you miss opportunities to develop your team. So, you know, like I think about... I was working with someone and she had a great skill set, great in data analytics, everything. She was so strong. And she's like, I want to do PR. And I was like, oh, well, then we need to figure out what that track looks like and what transferable skills we need to build and go online because some companies have like a warehouse of classes that you can take or like master classes or like trainings that's are, that are already developed. And then... As a manager, it's your job to network them. It's your job to put them in front of those people and say, you know what? This person has voiced an interest of in your team and I want you to meet with them. And they may not be ready now, but tell them how they need to, what they need to do to get ready and to be there. You bring up a valid, valid point there. Uh, many companies out there now have employee business resource groups, which is a great yep. network opportunity for those that are listening. If you have not involved yourself in that, please do so. Talk to your manager or direct report on that, uh, because that will provide you so many different facets of the of the of the company that you're in. To your point, yeah, there's HR components, there's media corporate communications components, there's there, there could be a retail side. So there's so many so many components to within the company that you may not be aware of because you're 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 in the role that you're in right now. Uh, so again, as 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 us as leaders uh, and those that are listening as well, network not just for yourself but network for your team right. and then provide that platform for them because it's ultimately the one who owns their career development is that individual. It's, yeah. That's the importance. The onus and the accountability goes back on them uh, as as managers and leaders. Um, we we basically just present the opportunity, right? Absolutely. So it's and a warm if, introduction. If you think about it, even um, like what is the old adage? Like a good leader makes more leaders. Right. Like my goal is for everyone I've ever worked with or led or been on a team with to do better than me. That's exactly right. It's to elevate them, right? Right. It's like just have a time frame. Hey, you're going to be with my team for about a year. I see you going here. Speak greatness into that individual. 
Absolutely. So speaking of of elevating, there's goals that we have to be that have to be met, right? That's one of the things I think that any hiring manager is going to ask. Well, tell me about your current role. How have you excelled? So there's expectations that we have to communicate. Mm-hmm. What are your best practices, Nayeli, on, on communicating expectations to your team to help them reach that goal and and be highlighted? You know, I always I always do like a like a short, mid, and long term growth. I. I believe that we need to put up some wins first to build momentum. So there was this book and it was uh, all about multivariate testing. And what it said is it's basically like, take all your variables. And I apply this to everything, Mario. Like even how I clean my house, I'm like, I'm gonna clean the first things first and blah, 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 and los, los pisos al último, right? But it's about setting something that's actually achievable and measurable and quick right? Like, let's do this and knock it out. And once you knock that out, you have the momentum of having knocked that out to go on to the next thing. So, you know, I always say like, you know, the the one month, the three month and the six month goals. And I tell my team, I'm like, write something crazy for the six month. Like, let's see what we can hit. And if we don't hit it, that's okay. We tried. But I also make sure that that first month goal, they're going to hit every goal. And it, they're going to be realistic they're going to be beneficial to both the individual and the company, but it's something that's going to build momentum. So I know you can hit these. And when you hit these, you're going to know you can do better. And the next month we're going to do this. And by the six month mark, almost every time we hit those lofty goals. That's important because what you're really is really hitting at is uh, understanding employee satisfaction by setting up the proper goals. Right. So what what's your conversation on understanding their satisfaction right now? You, you're setting them to succeed. Right. But then how do you d- dig a little bit deeper on finding out if they're satisfied? It's going back after you hit each goal and saying, like, how'd that feel? What should we have done differently? What do you need from me? And a lot of times, you know, we ask that question all the time. Like we ask it when someone's sick. We ask it when someone loses a, a significant you know, person in their life or, you know, we always say, what can I do for you? And as managers and as humans and as friends, I encourage everybody, don't ask that question, just do. So, you know, when I see someone that I'm leading or managing do something good, I call it out. I'm like, that was amazing. How's it feel? What are you going to do differently? And how are you going to teach someone else to do that? Because what you just did was great. And you know, just reward it. I don't like, it's really funny. Sometimes a reward is just going to Panda Express because I (laughs) are going (laughs) for tacos or, you know, whatever it is. But like, there should be something to just say, like, I'm acknowledging that you did this and it went well. And this is how I'm going to support you. And for me, you know, cafecito or food is my love language. So that's what I do. What do you do? Uh, well, uh, recognition is key. So it's asking them what, what would they like? Some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by experiences. So it's really uh, what the, what do they want? Obviously, we, we have, you know, we give certificates. We acknowledge them amongst their peers and, and, and uh, across our enterprise. But the biggest thing is finding out what makes them um, feel appreciated. Right. So uh, I think we I I heard something about not the gold, the platinum rule this past week. I was reminded that is not treating others how like you want to be treated. The platinum rule is different is treat others how they want to be treated. 
That's so, that's really deep. That's beautiful. So it's finding out, right? right. It's having that relational uh, intelligence, that, that, that connectivity of finding, let's put the job aside. How are you doing? How are you doing as well? Uh, what plans do you have for the weekend? Have that personal side. It's not a lot about business. And then you have that balance as well. All right, let's get back to business. And going to back to your point is finding out what do they need to succeed? You know, and what do we have to do for them as well? So that's that's one of the things going back to recognition is finding out what they need so they feel good and they're empowered and then providing the highlight, right? You right. Know, sharing sharing the success across different lines of businesses so they're aware of what that individual is up to doing because mid-years or end-of-year reviews come up, there's an opportunity uh, to elevate them to another career path or elevate them within that same same uh, pathway that they're, they're on. Absolutely. So if you think back to just summarize what we've talked about in helping manage people. It's one, understand your team, their skill sets, and push them to achieve more. Two, you know, understand what their motivators are and how recognition should be delivered and help empower them. And then three, it's it's being a good being a good leader and treating them, I love that platinum rule, treating them how they want to be treated. Exactly. No, I think you've summarized it and closing it out with that platinum rule. Uh, and that starts with that building trust through communication. So effective communication of, of why they're at where they're at, uh, doing what they're doing. And what are, what are they, where do they see themselves as well? It's all about them. If you make it about them, everything will fall into play. Yeah. Well, Nayeli, this has been great, a great yeah. uh, conversation awesome. today on how to manage people. So tune in uh, next week for an, another episode of Corp Cafecito. I'm Mario Rodriguez. I'm Nayeli Suarez-Gas. Gracias, and we'll talk to you soon. Adios. Please check us out at corpcafecito.com and drop us a message. 